You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 67 of The Music Room. Today I'm going to talk about productivity hacks to make your life as a busy music teacher a little bit easier. Before we begin, I wanted to mention I'm pretty excited about this. If you have Alexa at home or in your car or wherever you have her, you can now ask her to play my podcast. And I'm going to not say her name right now so that I don't mess up any devices in your house. But what you could do is you can say her name and then you can say, play the podcast, The Music Room, and then the latest episode will play. If you don't put the word the in front of it, if you just say play music room, then a different podcast plays. So make sure to use the word the. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with five productivity hacks to make your life as a busy music educator a little bit easier and more efficient. All right. Number one, this actually has to do with Alexa, is to ask whether or not you use Alexa or you use Siri to add notes for you. So here's what I mean. Let's say you have somewhat of a commute and you're you know, driving in the car and you actually have time to think as you do when you have a commute. I have a half hour commute and last year I was 100% virtual. So I missed the drive a little bit because you just have that time to reflect and think, but it was, you know, Also nice to not have that commute, but now I have the commute again. So sometimes things just come to me as I'm driving and I'm driving so I can't write those things down and I want to make sure that I don't forget. It might be something that I just need to add to my to-do list or it might just be an aha moment that I want to make sure that I don't forget anything like that. So if you're driving or if you're away from your computer or from your planner and you want a way to add something to your to-do list. You can ask your device whether or not you use Alexa or Siri. With Alexa, you can say, say her name, and then you can say, add whatever, you know, whatever it is to my notes. With Siri, you can say, hey, and then her name, and then you can say, take a note, and then it will add that to your notes. That's my understanding with both of those devices. You might have to play around with it a little bit. The only thing is then you have to make sure to go back into your notes to write down whatever note you were taking, that you write it down in your planner or on your to-do list or in your lesson plans or whatever that might be. So that has helped me, like I said, as I now have a drive again and I've thought of things, you know, an aha moment or something to add to my to-do list, I have used my Alexa for that. All right. Number two for productivity hacks is simply to say no to things that don't bring you joy. Another way of thinking of this is if it's not a heck yes, it's a no. I have struggled for years with putting too much on my plate and feeling like I have to say yes to everything that comes my way. And my husband for a few years now has been gently reminding me that I need to say no more. And it's just been hard because there are so many things that you know, I'm asked to do that I think would be fun that would actually bring me joy. But sometimes I just have to say no to things that I know would take too much time or, you know, would take me away from other things that I need to do more. So you could look at it in either way. If it's something that you know won't bring you joy, don't do it. Or if it's something that you possibly, it could bring you joy. It it might be fun to do, but if it is going to derail you from something else, or if it's going to take time away from your family or whatever your focus is right now, 
if you know that it's not kind of in alignment with your goals or with what you're focusing on right now, it is okay to say no. I have done this more lately than I probably ever have. And people are really understanding, especially, and I, you know, preface it with, that sounds really fun. It sounds like something I would enjoy. However, I'm really trying to keep work-life balance in check and I'm going to have to pass on that right now, but I wish you well with that endeavor. Or, you know, you could even, let's say you're asked to do something and you know someone else, maybe a friend of yours would be great for that and they would enjoy it. And it is in alignment with what they are doing right now. You can always pass on a name of someone else, but regardless, you can, you can simply say no. It is okay to just say no. But if you are like me and you feel kind of bad that you're saying no, you could, you know, explain yourself and say, I have to say no because I am trying to keep a work-life balance and people are very understanding of that. So just, you know, as you're going through your life and you're thinking about things that you're being asked to do, try not to say yes right away. Think on it. Maybe just say, can I get back with you? Or don't respond to an email right away, whatever, whatever it might be. And think, is this something that will bring me joy? Is this something that is in alignment with my current life goals? Is this a heck yes? If it's a heck yes, then do it. But if it's not a heck yes, then maybe it should be a no. All right. Number three for productivity hacks is to really be mindful of how to keep track of your to-do list and find a tool that works for you. So I'm going to go through a few tools that have worked really well for me, and I will also refer you to some uh, tutorials that could help. So with my to-do list, I keep it every day in Trello, which is an awesome free website. It's also an app, and I have just found it. That's the tool that I like the best. I do have a tutorial for Trello that I will link to in the show notes. If you go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash podcast and go to episode 67, you'll find the show notes. And you'll find a tutorial for Trello. I love Trello because it's kind of like a, like a really visual way of keeping track of your to-do list. If you like Pinterest, it's kind of like Pinterest in a way because you can kind of, you know, just visually see things. And then like if you don't get done with something on your to-do list, you can drag it to another day, which it's great because then you just don't feel guilty. So Trello is an awesome tool for that. I have also tried Airtable for a to-do list and I have a different tutorial for Airtable that I will link to in the show notes. And Airtable is kind of like Google Sheets or like Excel, but like way better. So you can like insert images and you have these checkboxes, which now you can do in Google Sheets, but there are all these things you can do with Airtable that you can't do with those other tools. And it could also be a way for you to to keep track of your to-do list. So if you're just kind of exploring and finding different ways, you might go to the show notes and watch both of those tutorials and see which one works better for you and the way that your brain works. And maybe you're a paper person and that's totally okay. I have found myself to actually, I thought for a while I was just digital, but I found myself using both now. So I have an Erin Condren planner for like my life, like I use it's, I have like the life planner. So I use that at home and that I find works really well for me on the weekends. What I really like about Erin Condren is that there are like blocks of time that you can write like from six to seven, I'm going to do this from seven to eight. I'm going to do this, that kind of thing. But I didn't want to like bring a planner with me to school and have to like lug it back and forth. So I just found the happy planner and I think that's a pretty popular planner too. You might have one of those. So the happy planner, if you get the teacher planner, it works really well 
for your teaching life. And then the great thing is you can have a planner at school and just leave it at school and then a planner at home and you can leave it at home unless you want to bring it back and forth. That's totally okay too. It's you kind of have to just figure out what works for you. The Happy Planner has some really fun accessories and stickers and that kind of thing. If you go to Joann's or Michael's, if you have those in your area, you will find a whole Happy Planner section with lots of goodies. So like I said, just experimenting and kind of seeing what works for you right now as far as my to-do list goes. It's a lot of it's in Trello, but I also use a happy planner at school just to kind of be like, okay, I have my planning right now. When am I going to get done? And I can write it down. And then I have a planner at home, which is works really well for me, just like planning out my weekends and my evenings. All right. Number four for productivity hacks is themed days. So I had tried this with like blogging and podcasting of having these theme days of like Monday, I'm going to do this and Tuesday, I'm going to do this. And it was working pretty well. So I thought, okay, I should do this at school. And I've kind of tried this at school before, but this year I'm even more intentional with it. So we have like an ABCDE rotation. So my theme days are by the letter days. So on A day, that's my organization day. So like if I have to clean up my room a little bit, I'll do that on A day. Or if I have to reorganize my sub tub or anything like that, that's organizational. I'll do that on A day. And B day, that's my lesson planning day. Um, And I like to do that on B day because after A day, I've taught all of my lessons and can have a pretty good idea of what worked and what didn't and where we're going next, right? And I have like those long range plans, of course. So I have a good idea of where I'm going next, but it's good to teach those lessons and really know, did this work? Did this not work? What do I need to do? What do I need to change from my year plan? So B day is my lesson planning day. C day is my grading day. So if I have any worksheets to grade or if I have any seesaw activities to grade or anything like that, I'll do that on C day. On D-Day, that's my material day. So what I mean by that is I've written my lesson plans on B-Day and then on D-Day, I make sure that I have all the materials ready. I have my worksheets copied. I have my Seesaw activities assigned. I have my agendas are all linked in Google Slides, whatever that might be. Everything is done on D-Day or every, as much as I can get done. And then E-Day is kind of a combination. It's kind of like a catch-up. So I might do some more materials. I might grade some more whatever that is, is kind of a catch up. That's so far, I'm in my third rotation of lessons as I'm recording this. And that is working really well for me, especially like, like when I'm planning on B-Day, sometimes I get distracted with like, oh, I should check and make sure I have this or I have that, or do I have enough, you know, pencils or do I have enough mallets or whatever. I try, unless I'm really worried that I don't have enough and I might have to come up with another activity, I try to save that for D-Day. So I really just focus on lesson planning on B-Day and really trying to not get distracted. And that I've talked about the idea of batching before that really goes well with the idea of batching. Cause when like you just sit down and you're just working on materials or you sit down and you're just working on lesson plans, you really get into a groove and, you know, can be much more productive because you're not like writing a lesson plan and then checking to see if you have the material and then going, going to make a copy, right? You're just really focusing on one thing at a time. So I hope you're able to adapt that for to whatever your situation is. All right. And then my last productivity hack for today is to think in the terms of three big things. And I think this is something I've talked about before, but I just want to reiterate because it's a good reminder. So you can think about it as in what are the three big things I'm going to do today? And you can also think in terms of what three big things do you want to accomplish this week? 
Sometimes our to-do list just gets bogged down with too much stuff. And there's like, you know, 10 things on our to-do list. And then when we only cross off five, we feel guilty, even though we have accomplished five things, right? So when you're making your to-do list, you might just star or number the three things that if you got those three things done today, you'd be really happy, right? And then if you do those three things first and you get those done, then anything else after that is like a bonus. And then you don't have that sense of guilt. So that's worked really well. But then like, When I bought the Happy Planner, I found this little accessory that goes with it. It's actually sitting right here. So I'm going to pick it up so I can look at it. It's this like Happy Planner. It's called Paper Planner. Yeah. I know. It just says Happy Planner Paper on it. And what it says on it is weekly goal. So there's like three different weekly goals. And then underneath each weekly goal, underneath each header, it says steps to make it happen. And you can slide it right into your planner. It's got the right amount of rings and everything. So I did that. Um, This week, I haven't ever done anything quite like that for school. I'm going to go ahead and open my planner so I can look at it and tell you what's on there. Okay, so like for the beginning of this week, I wrote that I wanted to finish my first quarter planning. I had planned out my whole first quarter as part of the Dominican University course that I take every summer, but you know, things change and I had to adapt it to what reality actually was. So I wanted to, I was like kind of going through all of my lessons for the first quarter and just making sure they looked okay. What do I need to adapt? What do I want to change? So I wanted to finish my first quarter planning and it is Wednesday right now. I'm already done with that. So it's exciting. So I wrote down like steps to make it happen. I needed to finish fifth grade. I needed to finish kindergarten. I wanted to look again at fourth. I did all of that, crossed all those out, done. Super excited. My second weekly goal was to consider what I wanted to do for music enrichment. I talked to my principal last week and he wanted me to think instead of in terms of performances, since those are a little bit hard right now with COVID-19 and three feet distancing and masks and all that, of maybe having some kind of music enrichment opportunity. I'm not quite ready to do choir yet, again, because of COVID-19 regulations, but you know, my traveler Nathan and I were talking about different class ideas like a ukulele club, which is what Katie, who was just on the podcast, um, she's doing a ukulele club, or could we do bucket drumming, or he has hand chimes. So we talked about doing hand chimes. So I just need to sit down. I started it today, but I need to start you know, kind of fleshing that out. What might that look like? Like in October, we could have a ukulele club. In November, we could do bucket drumming. In December, we could do hand chimes and, and do some holiday music, that kind of thing. So That is another goal that I have. And then my third weekly goal was to kind of finish up strings recruitment. I don't teach strings at my school, but I was helping with the recruitment of it. So just finish that up. So it was really helpful for me to just have that list of like, here are three things I'm going to do this week. If I do these things, then I'm going to feel really happy with it and productive. So hopefully that helps you out to think either in terms of what are your three big things today or what are your three big things this week or both. All right, so I hope that is helpful for you as you think about how to be more productive with your busy music teacher life. All right, I'm going to talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so my husband and I just went ahead and got HBO Max because, like, there are too many good things on there, like, the Friends reunion, I had to see that, and that was fantastic. And there were a few other shows that were like, let's just do it. Let's just get HBO Max. So we love Conan O'Brien. His show is now over, but we like one of the our favorite parts of Conan's show was when he 
went to other countries. He calls it Conan Without Borders. He goes to other countries and just talks to people in other countries. So we've seen like snippets of Conan Without Borders. Usually they don't play like the entire show. Usually it's just like kind of weaved into his regular talk show. So we are excited on HBO Max. They have the entire show, which I think you can also get on their website, but it's nice to be able to just watch it on your TV. So we just watched Conan Without Borders about Israel. And it was both like funny, but also sobering. He gets into some of the, you know, like the political issues and the cultural divides and that kind of thing in Israel. Um, and it was really, really good. So I recommend that if in just any of the Conan Without Borders, he's so funny. I think that's really like, in my opinion, that's what he does the best is just for like build those connections with people in other countries and other cultures and, and really finding the humor, but also the reality and just being able to really listen to people. He's really good at that. So I suggest it. All right. Thank you for listening to today's podcast about productivity tips. I hope it has been helpful for you. In my next podcast, I will be talking about virtual performances and how to do performances when you can't quite do performances like you've always done. I hope you have a great day. Bye.